you're listening to Priceless Beauties Podcast. Hey, beautiful, Pamela Price here, makeup and spray tan artist, educator and owner of Priceless Beauty Studio, an international award-winning beauty business. But more importantly, I will be your host and cheerleader on this journey of self-love, self-awareness, and growth. Life didn't come with an instruction manual, and entrepreneurship can be a lonely and scary road at times. I am personally inviting you to join me on this brave adventure together while I chat with women just like you who open up and share their secrets about their business, their inspiration, and their stories. When we empower one another, great things happen. All right, babe, thanks so much for pressing play. Hey, Casey. Hi. Oh my gosh. I am like so, so, so excited to have you on here today. When I, in my mind, decided I'm going to have a podcast, I had already generated a list of amazing women that I wanted to connect with and you were top on my list. So I'm so happy that we were able to coordinate a time to do this together, chat and you know, let the people's listening get to know a little bit more about you and your journey. So thank you so much for, and she got all pretty, even though I should have told her she didn't have to. <laughs> she looks so great. She has her floral outfit on her lipstick. She looks really nice. <laughs> Put makeup on. <laughs> Amazing. Well, I've been, I mean, for those listening, Casey's my cousin. So I know a lot about her and I might be a little biased, but you can go check her out and you'll fall in love with her just as much as, as I do. We'll share where you can connect with her and find out more about what she's all about and her work a little bit later at the end. But I would love for you, you know, as I was, I've been obviously watching your journey for a long time, as long as we've had social media (laughs) and I've just loved to watch, like, it's just been so inspiring to watch you grow as a person and also this business that you have created literally out of nothing into something so phenomenal. And I was going through your website earlier on today and I was trying to figure out like what exactly, maybe because I'm in a different sort of industry, but I don't even know how to put you into like a box. Like how do I categorize your business? Because it's just so unique. I know that you're the founder and the CEO of Casey Jones Inc. I know that. And I know you do a lot of amazing creative art installations, murals, and your work has literally popping up all over across LA and I'm sure across the US and even over here in Canada, (laughs) I've been able to take advantage of some of your work. So could you kind of share in your own words, what exactly is Casey Jones Inc.? Sure. And I'm not so a lot of people have this issue. And I had this issue for a long time, (laughs) categorizing what the company did because it started as a hobby and went from one fun thing I like to do to someone requesting something. So now I do these two fun things and then someone else requested, can you do this? And so it became an accumulation of really fun art-based services. So in summary, we provide art powered experiences to brands and consumers. And those art-powered experiences range anything from traveling murals to live art at events to beautiful gift baskets that are handcrafted to illustrations for brands to use when they pitch to press to, to whatever. So 
it's gone from like a photo booth backdrop company to (laughs) (laughs) everything that required, like, you know, that a brand or someone would want to capture a moment. Wow. That's so amazing. And do you find that now, even though you have all these different aspects to your business and the services and the products you provide, do you find that it's easy or hard to stay within your brand's identity? Because not only are do you have your own brand identity, but now you really work with helping other brands share their message while still staying in line with their brand. So how do you kind of marry those two ideas or concepts together so that way it's working for both you and these other companies or people or events or whatnot that you cater to? I think if a brand wants to hire us, it's because they see a bit of their brand image in what we do. Mm -hmm. So a brand that has more like very classic lines might be more modern, might be more about black and white. I don't think they'd hire us. Mm -hmm. So I, I think we do like, we are able to adjust our look to a brand. And, and fortunately enough, my background's in branding and marketing. So I'm very attuned to how to express different brand messages through different assets, through different methods. So it's something I, I'm pretty experienced in, Mm -hmm. but I do think there is a brand affinity or a likeness between our branding, our creative style and the brands that approach us. Yeah. And I think what's very common thing is that these brands want people to take notice of whatever we're doing and to take pictures in front of it. And that's what our style really kind of evokes people to do. Mm -hmm. And that's so much fun. I love that. That's amazing. What is an example of a mural or something interactive that you've done that people can check you out? Well, it's funny because we don't do a ton of like art for art's sake. So it's, if we're doing murals and we're doing things like that, it usually is for a brand event. Like we, we did have a mural up on Doheny in Beverly Hills for a long time. And it was with Absolute Elix, the vodka brand. And that was up for the period of the promotion. Mm-hmm. So months, and then it comes down. Same with like our illustrations, like they're used for a campaign and then the, the campaign shifts to a different campaign. Like we just did something for Topo Chico. They're launching a hard seltzer and it's traveling with them to all their events. So yeah. unless you're at the event, you're not going to experience you're it. <laughs> you're out of luck. You're out of luck. It's kind of cool because it's one of those things where it's like a catch it if you can. Like mm-hmm. once you see it, you can experience it, but not everyone can. You have to be at this event. Yeah. You have to be a part of this activity that's being held. So there's kind of like an exclusivity to it too, mm-hmm. in a way. Now, with these pieces that you create, what exactly is that process? Because I know it started. Well, how did it really start? I know you said it kind of evolved from one piece of art to another request to another request, but where did it, yeah. where did it kind of start from? Because I know you were more I- into chalk art and now there's, right. there's, like you said, there's so many different aspects to the service you provide. So what does that look like for you in regards to the like creative process for developing mm-hmm. these pieces? Well, it's evolved so much. Like like you said, it, it used to just be chalk art. And the reason it was chalk art was because it's what I had in my closet when I was making a backdrop for my 30th birthday. And that's how my company started. I just, it was, it, I did a mural for my birthday and a photographer friend of mine set up his camera, became a photo booth and the photos went viral and I started getting requests. That's so, so fun. That's how it started. And then once it started building, 
then, you know, it built because through really through social and that's how things started coming in, you know, brands would see it or people that I knew because my background was in branding that worked at agencies saw it. And then they're like, can you do chalk art live at an event? And so I started doing that. And then, you know, but it's definitely evolved in the sense where like, we don't use any chalk art anymore, Mm. really. Everything's digital. It just that we had to evolve in that way because doing everything by hand all the time takes forever. Yeah. So we still do it by hand, but it's just done digitally, draw it all out. But the creative process to go back to the original question, it's a lot of talking to the brand and understanding or, or the client, the bride, the groom, whatever, understanding what their goal is. Like, are they launching a new product? Do they want to show like for a wedding? Like, do they want a romantic feel? Do they want more of like a, are they outdoorsy people and they want a nature feel? It's really understanding what the client wants based on that brainstorming session with them. We always do a digital mock-up and we'll do a few tweaks give or take if we need to. And then we create the art and and if it's a backdrop, we print it, we blow it up and we print it. If it's a mural, we project it and we'll, we'll paint it in. The process is all different, but we always do a, a mock-up of sorts. And then once that's approved, we put in the hours to, yeah. to get our hands dirty and actually create the art. So I guess a lot of these installations, especially if they are being painted must be fairly time consuming. Do you have a team that helps you now to get this, these projects up in time? Yeah. Yeah. I I've learned that you just can't do it all. (laughs) So, um, and my back has learned it, but I have a team of really wonderful freelance artists and I kind of just use them all on as need basis. So, and it's girls that like I went to high school with who, you know, some of them are actors, but they're really creative. So they have the downtime and then, you know, in between auditions and then some of them are moms who are super creative and are looking for part-time stuff. So it just kind of depends. I have this really wonderful group of people who are skilled and creative and passionate and super flexible with like my company schedule. Mm -hmm. So it's been nice. Yeah. Would you say that, you know, being, did you ever find that it was hard at some point to sort of let go of any of the aspects of your business? Like I know for me, like, especially when I first started, I was like doing all the things and it was hard for me to let yeah. go of certain aspects of my business. And did you find that was something that you went through as well? Or were you just like, take it? <laughs> it no, it's hard. Cause you never feel like I have found ways with the art, like all the art that happens, I, I have the final touch on it regardless. Like, and I have, I'm part of the process every step of the way I might have someone do a mock-up and we use their mock-up and they might do the base of the art, but I'll go in and do the top covers and the outline. So I, I, in terms of the art, I always have my hands on the final touch. I've been good at kind of handing over like the beginning elements of that to my freelancers Mm -hmm. in terms of like chalk shot and the photo booth stuff, like the onsite execution. I had such a hard time letting go of that. Like I used to go to every event and like kill myself and set everything up and make sure it was perfect. And then just recently I started like letting that go. Mm -hmm. And now I'm just like, take it. Yeah. (laughs) I don't want to go to the, I mean, I want to go to the events, but I don't want to set anything up. I don't want to, you know, pick up snow or confetti. Like, (laughs) I'm fine letting those things go. Yeah. So you kind of got to the point where you're like, okay, my time is better used doing X, Y, Z versus the whole entire alphabet. (laughs) Right. Yeah. 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 
Exactly. Oh, wow. Well, that's, I think that's a, a really important thing for all of us to realize is that at some point we just can't do everything. We've stretched ourselves way too thin. And then for me, some of the things start, I start to dread them because yeah. I'm like, it's just sucking the life out of me to do this. Right. So like accounting, yeah. for example, I really hate accounting and I suck <laughs> at it. So that was one thing that I was super happy to get rid of, but I just didn't want to pay someone to do it. And then I eventually I got you just marked. It's the best feeling <laughs> once you do. And you're like, Oh, it's worth every penny. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, I love watching everything that you're doing on social media. And if you guys check out her Insta, like it literally is rainbows and butterflies. It looks like <laughs> so much fun. It's so beautiful. It's so pretty. It looks literally every, I'm sure everything is really fun, but I trust that not everything has been rainbows and butterflies, you know, in regards to growing this business. Like, have you gone through any growing pains? Yeah. Tons of growing pains. I think in the beginning, I took on everything that came my way, even mm. if it wasn't financially, if it didn't make sense financially. And I always wanted to make sure like, oh, you want another round? You want another round? You want another round? Fine, fine. No worries. I really had to learn to go. The contract says this, you know, if you want more rounds, we have to, there's an hourly, whatever. It was, this really started as a hobby for me. Mm. And the fact that people were paying me to create, I was like, yeah, like I'm still like, kind of like shocked that people pay me to create things. So, I mean, that was a big growing pain, just kind of like valuing my time. Like we were just talking about and knowing when to say, listen, I just, I can't take this project on. I mean, during the pandemic, it was a huge growing pain because, you know, 80% of our business is live events. Mm -hmm. So learning how to kind of, or figure out how to make money during that time was interesting. And what did you do? What did you do? Cause I know, like you said, you have a lot of different things going on. What were you able mm -hmm. to do and what did you find joy out of doing during that time? Well, I started and, and it, this wasn't to make money. I started drawing on our windows and <laughs> our mirrors. I have these chalk pens that I used to use for chalk shot. And because we were stuck at home, I think it was Easter. I, I started drawing like an Easter bunny and eggs and kind of fun messaging. So when like people would walk their dogs or the postman came, it, there'd be some life and energy and, and something fun going on. And then um, when the Black Lives Matter protests happened here, I really wanted to go and support that. But because of COVID, it didn't feel safe for me to do that. But I wanted to show support. So we did all these like really beautiful solidarity fists on the windows. And so that was kind of how I was finding joy and creativity. And then again, I, I put it on Instagram and started sharing it. And people said, you know, do you have any of these kits? I'd love to create this at home with my kid. Or this is a great idea. Like, do you have one with rainbows? And that was kind of something I started doing. I started putting together these coloring kits so people could color at home. And we actually did a whole Stronger Together one. And all the profits from that went to different grassroots organizations that advance social change. So that felt very good to like be able to do that and give back. And then we started making masks and playing around with products and teamed up with brands to make branded masks. So it became interesting, like a little shift to more products mm -hmm. versus products that people could use during this time. And that kind of got us by. And then we also started doing social form murals. So we'd get hired by companies 
to do window art. They were all shut down, you know, but they still wanted to show their support for Black Lives Matter and just like unity during COVID. So we did a lot of window art as well. So it was it was interesting. It was like we kind of were doing the same thing, but it just shifted into more activism through art and keeping sane at home versus taking photos. Yeah. And, you know, things like that. And now that things are starting to open up over there, are you finding that you're having a balance between the two or are you shifting more back to events like how are things over there in regards to events? Are things really starting to reopen and think like life yeah. is getting kind of back to normal or getting busy again? That's impacting your yeah. business in a positive way. Very much so. Well, I'm not really, I'm not focusing at all at coloring kits anymore. Those are there. If people want them on the site. There's a ton to pick from. So those are there, but we're not like pushing them mm-hmm. very much. Anymore. We're not really pushing the products and it has been very event focused. Like we have inquiries for like, trade shows in New York coming up and big parties in different States. And a lot of brands are now doing tastings and things like that. So it's all kind of live event focused mm-hmm. again, which is so, which is exciting. Which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's really nice. Well, I love that. So it just seems like to me that things kind of are just falling naturally into, you know, a direction for your business to grow. Did you ever expect like (laughs) back when you were working in the branding industry or whatnot, did you ever think that you would have like your own business on this scale and that you would be, you know, creating this type of products and experiences for people? Like, did you have any idea that this is going to happen or (laughs) are you still in shock? (laughs) Yes. And no, I'm shocked that I like make a really good living off it. And that like, again, pay for my stuff. But like, I always knew if it I'd have something like this, even if it was like a side hustle. Like I've tried to start so many different companies with my mom. Like we were going to do a gift wrapping company called white girls who wrap. Like we had like all this, like, <laughs> Oh, that's so cute. Gift wrapping company. We had like, we we're going to do like a little, and it was all with my mom. We were going to do like a, you know, party planning where we just do like backyard birthdays. And I always knew I had to be doing something creative on the side and I wanted to make money off it. Mm -hmm. I didn't think it'd be my sole job. I didn't think I'd have like a big company. I I didn't see that far in the future with it, but I always knew that I, I would not be happy if I didn't have a release of creativity where I was kind of, you know, doing things for other people Mm -hmm. and not just coloring at home. Yeah. That's super cool. I didn't, I didn't know that about you. So would you say that like ever since you were young, you always had some like that creative side to you, you're always artistic, or is it something that you kind of developed over time? Or what does that look like? Because your work is absolutely phenomenal and like nothing I've ever seen before. So is that something that's just innate? Did, did obviously all the women in our family are creative. (laughs) I'll I'll take that. (laughs) All the women in our family are like beyond creative. So it's always been there. I feel like we're all like you paint on people's faces, you know, Kylie creates gorgeous, you know, we, I think, I think we just always grew up around people like that, women like that. Mm-hmm. And we, and it's all different. It's all a mishmash of different creative activities. It's interesting to see that everyone's kind of landed in different fields, but it's, it's a lot of it is in the creative world. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, ha- I'll have to interview all the rest of them. 
<laughs> I know. The only one that didn't is Ashley, but you know, she can offer us all legal advice yes. and yeah. creative ways to, you know, <laughs> keep money in our bank accounts. Yes. Oh, wow. That's a great idea. Is there any personal practices that you have, like outside of business, that sort of keep you motivated, keep you inspired? Like, where do you get your inspiration from? Outside of work. Yeah. Like, cause it's all connected, right. But is there yeah. something that you love to do that sort of keeps you grounded, keeps you fresh, keeps you inspired, motivated, all that good stuff. I think the more mindful I can be, like when I'm out moving, like walking, or I love hiking, I do a ton of yoga and Pilates. And I think that has been very helpful for me because I do love what I do so much. I find that I'll end up in a vortex. Like I will not leave my studio. I will not leave my computer because I just want to keep going. And that does suck your creativity. Mm. It, it drains you. So I feel like if I actually like I'm making my brain think of other things, focus on other things. And a lot of that has been movement through exercise and over quarantine, I got really into baking. I think that was just another form of creativity <laughs> that I was able to like tap into. But I, it's funny. Cause I, I find that I'm like, like even wrapping a gift, like a, a birthday gift or something. I'm always like trying to one up myself. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I never shut off, but yeah, I guess like just moving and like, and doing yoga and just being outside with my girlfriends. I love to read, but that, those sort of shutdown times are really helpful. Do you have a favorite book that you're reading right now or that you've read that you just are like, you have to read this book because I'm well, so I'm into reading, books. I'm reading White Tiger right now. I love to read books right before a show comes out, like if they're making a movie about it or a TV show, like I always read the book, read the first. book first. Okay. And yeah. do you, I did are a, the books better in your mind than the TV show? Or does it just help you have like a bigger picture of the whole story? <laughs> well, I like to see how they've like, they bring it okay. to life, you yeah. know, who they, who they cast. And, um, I mean, you 99% of the time, the book's better. Cause you're envisioning, it's like your vision of what's yeah. going on. What people look like I mean, there's definitely been quite a few books that, you know, I think they've done amazing jobs bringing into TV shows. So, okay. Well, I don't know what that is. I, I love doing that. I love kind of getting in on the scoop before the show comes out. <laughs> okay. So White Tigers, have you finished it or you're just started it? I just started it. I'm like a hundred pages. Okay. In, well, you so. let us know how you like it and then let me know if okay. I should read it. <laughs> <laughs> For anybody listening, you know what? is so cool is that it, it seems to me that like your path seems to be unfolding so naturally. And sometimes maybe it's just me or maybe I'm in my own head, but I've had conversations with some people and a lot of people just don't know what to do. Like what about the mm -hmm. person that just, it isn't coming naturally there, or maybe they're scared to take that step. Was there a moment when you were scared to do it or like, what advice do you have for somebody who maybe feels like a little bit stuck? Well, for me, when I first started, I was very scared, but I kind of knew that I wanted to give this a chance. Mm -hmm. But what I did was I said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to save all the money I can for the next seven months. And I'm going to 
because I worked, I had a full-time job in my, my past life doing marketing and I worked with the intention of knowing I was going to quit mm. and start my own thing. And so I'd go to work, but, but in between, you know, the work hours, I was brainstorming on how I was going to build this company and what I, you know, and I started building my website. So I kind of started building while I was still making money. Mm-hmm. So you were more responsible. <laughs> I was responsible. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm like very fiscally, like I have to have money in savings or just because I wanted to, if I failed, I wanted to be okay. Like I wanted to go into this, not fully stressed. Like I could work as like, you know, I could pick up dog poop for a living and I'd be passionate about it. not passionate, but I would give it my all. Like I'm one of those people, like I wanted to be able to give this thing my all and and know that if, if it didn't work, there was still money I could fall back on. And I find another job, you know, with an employer or something. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a great piece of advice because what happens is if you're constantly stressed about money, then your creativity gets stifled, right? 100%. So 100%. So yeah, I mean, I mean, that might not be the situation for every person, but I think that, you know, it's like your mindset, right? So if you're busy thinking or worrying about that, then what time and energy do you have to put into building, you know, your new business or your right. own path or your dream, whatever. Right. And that, I think that's kind of where my mind went. So going back, I started doing chalk art as an, a creative release from my job. Cause I was very, I was unhappy. I knew I was, was not doing what I was supposed to be doing, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So I really, really did it. So I was like, I'm going to just do whatever makes me happy. And I was like, okay, I'll do not, not with any intention, but to be happy. Mm -hmm. Okay. I, I took a calligraphy class. I can't tell you how much that two day workshop influenced my career. And I didn't even know it. Wow. Just when I started doing chalk art, it was all calligraphy lettering. A lot of my first jobs. And even now I still get like lettering jobs. And then I start, I took a visual communications course just so I understood color patterns and things like that. Again, no intention, but to, it made me happy. Like this was cool to learn. Mm -hmm. And that all plopped into creating a birthday party for myself, which my mom and I always, we'd love to throw a little party. So it all Without me knowing it, it was like God or the universe was just kind of like piling it on top of me. And then it just flew out of me on my 30th <laughs> for some reason. And just because of thank God for Instagram, it just went, it just spread. And because it happened at a time where I had the job, it just, it just made it after, you know, a year of being really unhappy gave me a hope. So I don't know. I guess the advice is just to start doing things that make you happy, but take the stress off it and, and don't leave till you're ready, I guess, like do things. And then when you kind of have an idea, take that leap with some security, if you can. Mm -hmm. I love that. Do what makes you happy. I mean, that's pretty solid (laughs) and it's safe. So at least if it doesn't turn into, you know, a full-fledged business, at least you had fun while you're doing it. Right. 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 And you never know, like, I wouldn't be, mine started as photo booth backdrops. I'd be miserable if I was just doing it. it, Everything evolves. Like that will, one thing that makes you happy will evolve into another thing that makes you happy that into a bigger thing. So you just never know where it's going to go. At least in my experience, like look at you with the makeup and then tanning and then podcast. It's like, you just don't know. Yeah. 
And I, I think sometimes we get caught up in like feeling like we have to know all the steps to get to wherever it is that we plan to go, or we get flustered because we don't know where it is that we're going. But I think that's just great just to like step back and just try to enjoy the moment and do what feels good. Because ultimately, if you really, like you said, enjoy what you're doing, you'll get lost in that time. And that, that won't even feel like work, whatever that is for you, you know, and you'll be better at that because you'll be more passionate about it and you'll, you know, it will just be more enjoyable experience altogether. And if you make a shit ton of money, then that's even better. Right. <laughs> and I think what's always good to remember is no one knows what they're doing. You know what I mean? Like, you look at, it's just a shh. We don't. We don't. Figuring it out is, you know, life in general, you like, you just don't know what's going to happen. And you just got to try to stay calm and be happy and do your best and, and roll with it. And, you know, yeah. no, no one really knows. I, I, I think it's, I the, it's the funniest thing, because if you can think back to when you were a kid, like I can remember, you know, I was in elementary school and I, I thought when I'm 22, I'm going to have it all figured out. And I'm like 38 and I'm still like, I don't know what, what I'm still every day trying to figure all of this out. So I think it's an illusion that we at some point turn into an adult and then we have it all figured out. Yeah. I think that'll change with like the next generation too. Cause I, I think, you know, our generation will be more open to the, our kids. Like you just don't know life's life's a roller coaster. You know, you, you don't and like how people switch jobs every few years now versus being there forever. It's, you know, yeah, you can have a bunch of different careers in your lifetime and that's totally okay. Mm-hmm. That's true. The world has shifted a lot and I hope that the things that I teach my kids and instill in them are like more empowering and a little different than, you know, what previous generations taught, you yeah. know, us and before us, right? Yeah. So, do you have a favorite quote or story saying something that you really live by that's maybe helped you when you feel stuck or when you're going through, you know, a dark time or complicated situations or anything that you really love that you kind of have on repeat? Yes, I do. So it's not a quote. It's like a really long paragraph. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) It's called a woman should have, and it lists a bunch of things that a a woman should have basically. And it's anything from like a set of screwdrivers to a woman should have lived on their own. A woman should always know she can walk away from something and be okay, even though it hurts. Like it's something that I came across when I was going through a breakup and it helped me so much. And I pick it up whenever I have a hard time or I come across it every once in a while and I'll read it. And every time it's almost like a checklist to me. And I'm like, okay, I'm on the right, I'm on the right path of being a grown up. And like, oh, these feelings I had, like, it's all a part of growing up and a part of, you know, experiencing life. It's like silly stuff. Like a, a woman should have a set of four dishes or eight dishes for when she has company. And it's so silly, but you go, yeah, it's like building a home. You like woman should you should build up not just woman, but you know, it's just it's all these little silly things to big things. Like people should know that their parents are who their parents are and that you'll never change it. That's you just accept them. And like, it's not your job to fix this person. And I don't think I'm describing it right, but it's, it's do you want to read it? I mean, do you have an hour? Yeah. I'll I'll fast forward (laughs) this part. So it goes by. (laughs) 
I'll read it. Okay, read it. It looks better. It says, a woman should have enough money within her control to move out and rent a place of her own, even if she never wants to or needs to. See, it's the same thing about saving money for following your dreams. A woman should have a perfect thing to wear if the employer or date of her dreams wants to see her in an hour. A woman should have a youth she's content to leave behind. A woman should have a past juicy enough she's looking forward to retelling it in her old age. A woman should have a set of screwdrivers, a cordless drill, and a black lace bra. A woman should have a friend who always makes her laugh and one who lets her cry. A woman should have a good piece of furniture not previously owned by anyone else in her family. A woman should have eight matching plates, wine glasses, stems, and a recipe for a meal that will make her guests feel honored. A woman should have a feeling of control over her destiny. Every woman should know how to fall in love without losing herself. Every woman should know how to quit a job, break up with a lover, and confront a friend without ruining the friendship. Every woman should know when to try harder and when to walk away. Every woman should know that she can't change the length of her calves, the width of her hips, or the nature of her parents. (laughs) Every woman should know that her childhood may not have been perfect, but it's over. Every woman should know what she would and wouldn't do for love or more. Every woman should know how to live alone, even if she doesn't like it. Every woman should know whom she can trust, whom she can't, and why she shouldn't take it personally. Every woman should know where to go, be at her best friend's kitchen table, or a charming inn in the woods when her soul needs something. Every woman should know what she can and can't accomplish in a day, a month, or a year. Yay. That wasn't that long. That was amazing. That was great. I'm definitely going to have to get that from you and print it out, put it on my pin board over here because I think every woman should have that. (laughs) Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. That's amazing. I didn't describe it right, but I'm glad I got it. I appreciate that you did that. I'm like, you should not talk to your parents anymore. And <laughs> you should buy some good china. I get it totally wrong. <laughs> That's okay. As long as it's helped you in times. And I'm sure that somebody listening is like, yep, I needed to hear that today. So thanks for sharing that. Thank you so much for being here. Is there anything that you want to share in regards to what if somebody wants to get involved in one of your interactive pieces, who wants to order one of your coloring books or somehow be involved? in something amazing that you're doing. How can people find you and connect with you, Casey? Well, you can always follow me on my Instagram at Casey Jones Inc. And that's ink with a K at the end, like pen ink. And then my website is CaseyJonesInc.com. But if you're looking for a really cool photo moment for a birthday party or your wedding, we do offer custom backdrops that we can ship. They're super easy to set up. They're reusable. Um, we have themed backdrops that can be personalized. So the price ranges, it's anywhere from like 200 to $800, depending on if it's custom or personalized. So those are really fun. We also have coloring kits, different themes, anything from like the rainbows and stars vibe to the jungle animals and, you know, anything your kids may be into, or if you want to do like a sip and color with your girlfriends, it's really fun. That um, sounds super fun. I'll have to, I'll have have to get one masks. of those. <laughs> Yeah, you would like those. And then we have masks for all Canadians. you people in uh, who are still stuck at home. And I actually did order a, a custom backdrop that we use for wedding shows. And it's amazing. It's super easy to, to set up. Like we're able to set it up in like five minutes. It comes in a carry bag. You just pop over your shoulder and it's, it's super cool. We were able to get a lot of interactive photos at the booth and everything when we did the show. So I can personally speak for 
you know, being a part of some of your products. And I was at a wedding where we had a backdrop photo backdrop and that was super fun. Um, so yeah, her stuff is awesome. You guys should totally check it out. It's such an interesting and creative way to engage consumers with your brand and or party. Why not? If you're, you know, especially Canadians, we're kind of stuck at home. If you're doing a a front yard, backyard party, (laughs) you can. (laughs) That's amazing. Well, thank you so much. This was really good times. Hopefully next time we connect, we'll be in person, but for now, this was amazing. And I appreciate your time and your energy just and coming and sharing and being open. And yeah, I loved it. You know, thanks for having me. So nice to see your face and hear your voice. Yeah, you too. Thanks, Casey. Hey, girl. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share a positive five-star review. And as a thank you for your love and energy, my team will send you a free copy of my social media content and goal planner. Please screenshot it and email it to info at priceless-beauty.com so we can get that to you right away. Until next time, let's stay connected on IG. Come say hello at Priceless Beautygram. And don't forget, you are worthy and capable of achieving anything your heart desires.